Welcome to Nutrition Tips with Jen Han, the effortlessly easy path to weight loss. Listen to Jen and learn the truth about dieting and the simple truth about why diets do not work and what does. Now, here's Jen. Sometimes I have this idea in my head that because I blog and podcast and coach women who struggle with food and help them find their own freedom and healing, that I, for some reason, should be perfect and can't ever struggle with food or body or weight. And I really actually laugh at that because it's a lifelong journey and of course I feel free and I eat normally for the most part and I'm very comfortable in my body and there are also days where I get down on myself and I struggle with something and I have a craving that won't go away. I eat too much. I look in the mirror and don't like what I see but I always come back to my center and to the tools I've learned over the year to help me get out of it, whereas before it would have sent me into this downward negative spiral. So I think perfectionism dies hard and I it is a lifelong lesson for me to let go of needing to be perfect or wanting to be perfect. And honestly, blogging and podcasting is a great way to force me to do that because I share stories, especially on this podcast. I really go more in depth into things I've struggled with, stories in my own life, real life examples of all of this stuff in action because I think it's so helpful when you're binging, when you're dieting, when you're trying to let go of your weight struggles and love your body to hear other people go through this in real life and not just as a concept you read in a book or something. So that's a roundabout way of saying This happened last night. I want to share it. And it's a great example of, for me, showing up and having you and people who read my blog and listen to my podcast know that I'm not perfect and know that no one is perfect. And truly food, body, and weight are a lifelong journey in the sense that you're always going deeper and you're always learning more at different levels. And this is just another level for me. So my fiance has been away all week and I work from home. So I have to really make an effort to connect with people, to get interaction, to be out in the world and have face-to-face communication. And even though I'm an introvert and even though I love me some alone time, I've realized as I've worked from home more and more, that I do really need interaction with other humans on this earth, not just at the computer. That's amazing. I love coaching. I love connecting over Skype and my group coaching calls in the Normal Eaters Club. And I also need that in-person stuff. So anyway, he's been away all week, so I've had to make an even bigger effort to get out, to go to coffee shops, to meet up with friends, to linger in conversations at the gym or after a soccer game to, to get that interaction. And I realized Monday that I was feeling really lonely and I was like, I'm going to make some cookies. (laughs) So it wasn't actually like that. It wasn't like, I'm lonely, I'm going to make some cookies. They were sort of separate trains of thought. But I had been wanting to bake some cookies and had gotten all of the materials from the store and I was like, all right, I'm going to make cookies. I said I was going to last week and I never did, so I'm going to make them. So in Colorado... I often forget because I don't bake a ton that because of the altitude, things never turn out the way you want them to when you bake. 
<laughs> so these cookies were a total fail. They were all, essentially I cooked them and they were just like rows of one big cookie. They all just ran together. They were really flat. They didn't rise. And it wanted healthy, quote unquote, healthy oatmeal cookies. That's what I Googled. I made the first thing that popped up. And in the blog, she had talked about these that these cookies weren't really that sweet. And that's kind of what I wanted. I like cookies that aren't so sweet, but but are a little bit sweet. And so I added some chocolate chips to make them a little bit sweet. And they ended up being really, really sweet. So I don't know if I made them wrong, if they didn't cook right or what. But I ended up really struggling with the cookies. And a couple things in retrospect. Number one was that I hadn't really been meal planning at all. I'd been eating the most random things I could find in the house. And because my fiancé wasn't here, I wasn't really cooking. And meanwhile, I've cooked for myself for, I've lived alone forever, and I've cooked for myself for 35 years. Well, I didn't cook when I was little, but you know what I mean. And so I'm used to cooking for myself. So I guess I've gotten used to now cooking for someone else also and I just got really lazy I was like I don't feel like cooking I'm gonna have pancakes I'm gonna have cereal I'm gonna have random frozen things that are in the freezer and on that day I really hadn't eaten that often and that frequently I hadn't had a lot of protein I was hungry but I really didn't feel like cooking and so these cookies were calling my name And I ended up having a couple cookies, and then I kind of went outside, and I felt really drawn to eating more cookies. I was like, I want some more cookies. These are so good. And they were sweet in a way that just made them, like, they weren't, they weren't great. It was more of an emotional need it was filling. And also a physical need because I was hungry, and I truly hadn't had enough protein. I had a veggie burger for dinner, and it didn't really fill me up, and I was really hungry for, for other things. So I went back for a couple more cookies, and then I and then I got into that battle of like, oh, don't have any more cookies, and you shouldn't have any more cookies, but I want more cookies. You know how you get in your head and it's like, should, don't, can't, not healthy, unhealthy, full, not full, don't eat them, like all the the endless battle that we get to in our minds around trying not to eat something intellectually we know, okay, I don't want it. I won't feel good if I have any more. Maybe I'll feel actually sick versus that physical pull towards, but I want more cookies. So clearly for me, looking back, it was twofold. It was absolutely an emotional need. I I didn't know how to cope with not having people and human connection. And for many days in a row. And, um... The other lesson was (laughs) what I always tell all of the women I work with, the value of meal planning, the value of cooking, the value of setting your day up for success so when you're hungry, you don't just reach for the nearest, quickest thing. And I wanted to share this this cookie. (laughs) I guess cookies are on my mind. I wanted to share this story with you because... I remember for me, I always used to bake cookies or make brownies or make cupcakes with the intent that they were for someone else, sort of deluding myself into thinking, this is, these are going to be for someone's birthday. This is going to be for my office, my coworker in the office. These are going to be for my, you know, niece's best friend. I mean, fill in the blank with whoever you can come up with making something for. I was the queen of making excuses to make baked goods to then eat them myself. And it reminded me of my past 
pattern of making baked goods and then really struggling with eating them myself and then beating myself up for making them because I knew I would just end up eating them. And I ended up throwing out the rest of the cookies and the rest of the batter. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. So I, so all in all, I had maybe like seven and a half cookies, seven or eight cookies. And they were kind of like all flat and I don't even know how many I had because they were all kind of, they all ran together and made like just rows of, of kind of one big cookie. So seven maybe smaller cookies. But I was really mad at myself last night and I kind of felt myself going back into that old pattern of wanting to look at my stomach to make sure I didn't gain weight, wanting to body check myself in the mirror, wanting to make up for it the next day by eating really lightly and eating lots of vegetables. And I I could so feel those old familiar patterns coming back up and then I realized, you know what, I don't have to go back there. Uh, yes, I'll admit I did look at my stomach in the mirror, um, but it was fine, and I I did feel uncomfortable, and I reminded myself, I soothed myself, I nourished myself by telling my body that I trusted her, and knowing that there have been so many times that I've overeaten in the past. I've had too many cookies. I've had a second piece of cake. I've had a third or fourth piece of piece of pizza. I've eaten too much on Thanksgiving or Christmas. And having the experience that my body was still okay. I was still at the weight I was at. I didn't spiral out of control. My body told me what she needed the next day to, to come back into balance. And so I really reminded myself of that over and over and over, over again. Like, it's okay to have these times where we overeat every once in a while. And I also really reflected on it because in so many of the blogs and podcasts that I do, I want you to understand that overeating is always a message and there's always a lesson in it for you. And so my lesson was, number one, (laughs) go back to menu planning and stop being lazy and making sure my blood sugar was even. I felt balanced. I wasn't making cookies while I was starving. That's sort of a mistake number one right there. And the second sort of deeper emotional lesson was really understanding that I need even more human connection, even more friendships and putting myself out there with other women entrepreneurs, with women from the gym, with the women I play soccer with, and connecting and and being vulnerable to initiate coffee dates or initiate a walk or a hike and really putting myself out there in an even bigger way to understand that, yeah, I love alone time and I love being by myself and it's okay to also need that human connection, that face-to-face interaction that we can't get behind a computer. So that's the story I wanted to share today and the two takeaways I wanted you to have are the first, you are not alone if you have made baked goods, if you've cooked baked brownies, cakes, candies, fudge, cookies, whatever, and with the intent of making them for someone else and then really actually deluding yourself, like, no, I just wasn't going to eat half of them or four of them or six of them. You know, it's, you are not alone. And um, last night I was just like, you know, I totally am making cookies right now actually for me. I wasn't, it wasn't even an excuse to make them for someone else. Like these cookies are for me. Um, 
and this, <laughs> another lesson is for me, don't make cookies when you're feeling really emotional. <laughs> Maybe that is something I should have known, but I'll learn again. I'll take that lesson again. But I've, I just had an emotional day. I just felt off. I felt sad. I cried over nothing, just letting emotions out and just sort of feeling a little bit lost, lack of clarity around some things in my business and just not knowing and, and feeling emotional. And I was like, I'm going to bake cookies. <laughs> so maybe not the best solution, the best coping mechanism. The second takeaway is asking yourself, what is this here to teach me? And if we can shift from getting angry at ourselves into what is this lesson? Is it giving myself more love and nourishment? Is it learning how to be gentle with myself? Is it looking at an emotion like I did with loneliness? Is it redirecting into a different career path or changing what you do on the weekends or... And, and those might be bigger things. This might be sort of a, a smaller scale emotion you're dealing with. But stress, overwhelm, reward, all of the all of the stuff that we eat over. Like, what is this here to teach you? Because there's always a lesson if we open up to it. So that is what I wanted you to take away. And hopefully if you have made cookies or cupcakes or brownies and have eaten a lot of them, that you can be easy on yourself and take that lesson away. And it definitely took me a minute last night to redirect my thoughts because my my default, which was my default for so long to go right into criticism and self-hate. And I got really mad at myself. And then I was like, no, I'm going to shift. I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to be loving. I'm going to be kind. And it allowed me to bounce back so much more quickly because... I didn't go down that path. And that's what that shift does when you can move into that gentleness, that space of nourishment, and like that whisper, like, what is this here to teach me? It's not that loud, demanding, harsh voice in our mind. It's that softer, more still, quieter voice where we can hear the answers and ask that question about what is this here to teach me? So that is my takeaway. I mean, that is your takeaway. That's what I want your takeaway to be. That's what I'm trying to say. And thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining Jen today and come back and listen to Jen anytime on her page at our website, cwrtalknetwork.com. If you have questions for Jen, send them to Hand at cwrmedia.net. Tell your friends about Jen and the effortlessly easy path to weight loss. Thanks for listening.